Welcome to episode 56 of the Needle Movement Podcast. Today, I'm going to speak with Jesse Williams, who's a professional NFT artist and founder of Bushido Royale and Bushido Apes. Jesse will give us the artist's point of view on NFTs while sharing deep insights on the latest innovations. His project, Bushido Royale, it is gorgeous artwork that comes straight out of an Akira Kurosawa movie with samurais, demons, ninjas, and monsters. We'll talk more about that. You're going to love it. It's, it's like a mixture of NFTs and The Price is Right, if you can imagine that. This covers an innovative trend where NFTs aren't just artwork. They combine with gaming mechanics to offer additional value and entertainment. Can't wait to dive in. I'm your host, Stephen Carl, talking straight from Brooklyn, New York. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Happy to introduce my next guest, Jesse, who is the artist and founder of Bushido Royale. Just to give a background on Jesse, he grew up with a love of movies and gaming with his family as a kid. And as an early member of the Board Ape Yacht Club, NFT, he saw an opportunity to create a community where members could meet and play games together. Welcome to the show, Jesse. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Stephen. Great to talk to you again. I know we've done some work together and chat yeah. quite often, so it's great to see you. And thanks for having me on as a guest. It's awesome. awesome. Yeah, really no, it's, it. it's fun because we actually first met on Discord, and this is the second time we've seen each other in person. Yep, that's right. Yeah, in New York for NFT NYC, and uh, now this time. But we chat quite a bit. We're chatting online quite a bit and texting and stuff like that. So it's good to see you again. Likewise. So let's get into it. I was interested in your perspective as we were all talking about NFTs more from the collector standpoint. So that's why I thought it was you would be the perfect person to come on because you're talking about this from the artist standpoint. So just tell us about your journey. Tell us about yourself and your journey to becoming an NFT artist. Sure. I've always been interested in art and creative endeavors. I was a chef for many years and that's kind of was my creative outlet because I couldn't really connect with making it as an artist, as a traditional artist. And, you know, I was getting older, you know, 45. And during COVID, I got interested in the space, me and my brother and uh, NFTs and crypto space a lot. And we saw this opportunity for being a creative, right? Being an artist in this space. And I remember the day, it was very early COVID. And I said, not early COVID, it was around, it was about a year and a few months ago, around board Ape time. And we were in Clubhouse a lot. I don't know if you're on that. And, uh, and I just said, I've got to make a, an effort and try to do this. So that was my commitment then was I'm going to make a run of this. And it's been absolutely amazing. You know, it's been an incredible experience as an artist for me, the freedom to create, the be able to connect with community members and other artists have been huge. So it's been incredible. Cool. So you had a full-time job as a chef and now you're working yeah. full-time on NFTs. So how does that work? Yeah. Well, I, I, so I was a chef for, I got out of the chefing industry. I was a chef. I got in the New York times in 2006 and I love being a chef because it was like storytelling, you know, it's mm -hmm. kind of what we're doing with Bushido apes and Bushido Royale, right? We're creating universes and community, right? People come in and eat or hang out. It's kind of the same thing, but I'd gotten out of it and I was in sales. Actually, I worked for a Dutch company in water. I worked in soil and water as a salesman for it's called Royal Eichel camp it was a great company. You know, that's why we want to do the water wells as part of what we're doing it's with Bushido Royale. Yeah, yeah, to build some wells in Africa. So I was working there and I just started doing the art and I knew I had to make a commitment, right? I had to jump in and just try this 100%. So I did it. I was very nervous, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's been almost uh, seven months, I believe, full time. So yeah, so, it's been great. So, so we mostly yeah. know NFTs from the individual collector's point of view. So what is it from the artist's point of view? 
Well, it's um, it's a really interesting combination of collectible and art. So I, I think it's kind of an interesting space because there's fine artist in it, but it's also almost like a collectible streetwear type of mm-hmm. vibe going on, right? So, I mean, in its simplest form, I think it's an incredible opportunity, right? There's huge opportunity to be super creative, whether you want to make NFT passes or clubs, you know, or groups where people get special access to merch and art or gamification, whether it's video games or simple analog type board games like tabletop games, what we're trying to do with Bushido Apes and Bushido Royale, you know, simple, fun, stuff like that. So I think art fits into all that, right? There's a million things we can do with that. So I think it's incredible for the artist. And the biggest thing is that I can connect with people all over the world, right? Whereas before... I would need to go to a gallery yeah. or maybe get get it on Facebook or something. But with this, we work with people in UK. I work with people in South Africa, in Asia. And we just worked with the team Soy in the Philippines who did our movie. So that's super cool as an artist, getting to work with people all over the world. Yeah, it gives them that access. So what now is probably a good time to introduce your projects, Bushido Apes. So can you explain it to you know, an audience that isn't so familiar with NFTs and what makes it special? Yeah. So Bushido Apes, the idea behind Bushido Apes was a simple gamification. When I say gamification, I mean we use wheels. It's very simple. So the combat and decision-making is based on wheels. And so you'd buy your NFT, you buy your Samurai, that gives you access to the game. So it'd be like your miniature or your playing card on a tabletop game. Mm-hmm. And then for you would create the universe with your co-players, which they do. We have a little town and Discord and different things like that. So we have locations. And then when you have adventures, those are done on a wheel. You know, our goal was to keep it super simple, fun, and interactive and community-driven, right? The community is kind of building a lot of the narrative. You've seen it in the Discord. They come up with ideas. And then as an observer, I can create it into it. So that was Bushido Apes. Now, Bushido Royale, we wanted to make a bigger kind of version of that, right? A platform that was larger. So we've simplified the game a little bit. And essentially, it's a big wheel. It's kind of like Price is Right, but with mm-hmm. Samurai. So you're gonna, <laughs> we have 7,200 Samurai. And you'll get a chance each day, if you're a Samurai holder, to get into the twice-a-week big wheel. And the big wheel is going to have, after sellout, we're going to have a large amount. I think it's something like $150,000 worth of prizes. So we're going to wow. have one wheels. We're going to have electric bikes. The one wheel skateboards, we're going to have electric bikes. We're going to have VRs, katanas, like very nice ones from Japan, stuff like that. Just kind of ridiculous prizes. And then we have simple mechanics and it's a big wheel and it'll be like decisions will be made on the wheel. And then if you survive, you win the prize. We spin it and you win a prize. That's basically it. We're thinking... Price is right with uh, Samurai's <laughs> on the blockchain. Right. Yeah, so. so you get yeah. the, right. So the Bushido, that reference comes from Feudal Japan and Samurai's. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And then, so what the main characters are, what do we have? Samurai, peasants, monsters. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a whole fleshed out universe. You know, I played a lot of the tabletop games early on. So I'm bringing in goblins. So we have goblins, we have Samurai, we have warrior monks. We're going to have 100 one-of-one monsters and gods and legendary samurai within the collection for Bushido Royale. So these are all researched. So you're going to see Oni. You're going to see a bunch of yokai. We've done tons of research to keep these historically accurate. So yeah, those will be basically your playable characters. Yeah, that'll represent you in this universe. Got it. So sometime in the first half, sometime soon, the Bushido Royale 
like launch will happen and you mint an NFT or you can buy it on OpenSea. Mm -hmm. That's right. However happens. And then, you know, you can marvel at the art from that NFT. Yep. And as a bonus, you get to participate in this wheel. And that's the main, yeah. you know, and that is the yeah, main that, game yeah. that is part of that's, it. That's the main game. Yeah. And we're going to have, first and foremost, we're an art collection, just like any other NFT collection. And we really want to build a fun, simple game. We thought about coins or DAOs and, you know, but stuff gets so complicated and I really haven't seen many of them work well. So I wanted to build a simple, fun game. You might die on it. We're going to give everybody a t-shirt that dies that says, I died on the big wheel, Bushido Royale. So you get something just for playing. And then, um, yeah, essentially you get an opportunity to win a prize. There'll be small sub adventures mixed in there that are very simple that if you're active in the Discord, you can play. That's basically it. Excellent. Excellent. So from your experience with, you do have a board ape. I do. So you, you are involved in a lot of NFT communities. So like, where do you think, just from your other NFT experiences and nerding out in this area, like, what did you want to bring from with Bushido's that's different? Well, you know, there's a lot of video games, right, that are being produced. So I knew I didn't want to make a video game. I love video games. You know, that's part of my upbringing. But I really connected with tabletop gaming. That chest back there is full of tabletop games. I have a bunch of legacy games. I have Risk Legacy and, and Pandemic Legacy and, mm -hmm. you know, X-Wing and a bunch of stuff. So I wanted to recreate, you know, instead of making a video game, or making a metaverse. We have metaverse property, but people who join it will be able to access that. But really, what we wanted to make was something that kind of bring back and connect with that tabletop feeling. You know, like sitting around on with a small group of friends that you know in you know very well and playing tabletop games. So that's the vibe we're going for: as few bots as possible, analog kind of wheels. Or we have a couple other game modes we play, but intimate, fun, community-driven tabletop game vibe. That's really what we're trying to do. I, we don't know what that looks like, right? This is kind of a new industry. And, you know, I know what I want and I know what works when we play it. And the people who play are like, this was amazing. I had so much fun. So we're kind of working through some game modes. And as we grow, we'll get to test those out and see what works and what doesn't. Yeah, it seems like, well, about a year ago, it started out that NFTs were just NFTs. And it was like art, you know, art collection. And now... I am hearing more about the confluence of NFTs and gaming. Let's see. I don't want to ask too difficult a question, but let me see. Like, like I mean, a year from now, where do you see it going? Or maybe just in general with NFTs, because we've had such a wild ride this past year. It's been insane. Right. I mean, I don't want to be the guy that tries to... I don't like trying to predict things too much, you know, because I'm enjoying the ride and it changes so fast. You know that. I mean, if I were to say, I would say this is the biggest opportunity in a long time for creatives, yeah, you know, whether definitely. you're a storyteller or a game builder or an artist, there's so much fun stuff you can do. So I really think the sky's the limit. I mean, we've got ideas for social games where you're doing global scavenger hunts, you know, almost like geo tracking with NFTs. I want to do social games like Among Us, where we're getting onto Zoom calls and hunting each other through verbal cues. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of mechanics that can be done in this. So as far as our realm with like tabletop NFT role-playing games, I think there's so much opportunity. And I think people are hungry for it. They want to get to connect and not be in a giant video game where they don't know the person. They want to be in a community game driven. For video games and other stuff, I think, who knows? I mean, this is, I think it's the future. I'm fully invested <laughs> long-term in this space. So, what yeah. are, so for platforms, like where do those, where do the games happen? 
Does it happen in Discord or does it happen? Yeah, that's a great question. So the games happen right now on our Discord channels. So we have the Bushido Apes, which will be closed soon. You would have to be a Bushido Ape Samurai holder to get in. And then Bushido Royal will be open. It's a moving island, so it opens and closes. You got to get on the island and then you would buy the Samurai and you'd have access. And essentially those are our communities. That's where we kind of role play it. So the channels are like parts of the village. So we have like the village center, we have a castle, and different things happen in those different spaces. Moving from that, we're going to be moving Bushido Royale to Twitch. So Twitch will actually be a live stream game where I'm DMing it. We're going to have effects and sound, you know, much higher production value. And then people will be able to watch the game happen. So they'll be able to see the big wheel spinning. They'll be able to see people dying on the big wheel and fighting other players. Because there's different big wheels. Like we have somewhere you fight each other, somewhere the group fights a big monster. And then whoever wins gets to spin for prizes. Right. It's just like an extension of D&D where you Price, roll. The, Price is right. Or, right. It's like D&D <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Price is right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Bushido Royale, we're going kind of game show vibe. Bushido Apes is more D&D or, or tabletop. I like to say tabletop because it's D&D has this connotation of right, dice, and but very similar, like a high level board game, right? Where yes. we get to play, play with each other. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I was thinking about Discord because... So to explain Bushido Royale and Bushido Apes, Bushido Apes is the OG community where it's a set of unique, one-of-a-kind, hand-drawn samurais that there are about 250 of those. Or 200? What is the number? Yeah, we're going to cap it at 200. There's about 145 right now. And once that's... We have breeding. So the OG holders that have the capability to breed are going to breed. And then once it reaches 200, that's going to be locked for life. And those... You guys, you're one of them, will be the OG holders of the, that community. And then you'll get access to free mints for all the other projects, like you're getting a free Bushido Royale mint. And then we do raffles, specific games, and stuff like that. We're still building that long-term uh, roadmap for you guys. But And then, yeah. like, right, so Bushido Apes is like the first community. Yeah. Just like a lot of NFT projects, they build families where, like, the Board Ape Yacht Club has mutant apes and there's dogs now there's land so this is you know in a related idea it's it's a universe so you have bushido apes was the first one and then now so bushido apes is was a limited run of less than 200 and then bushido royale is going to be over 7000 individual pieces so you know a bigger collection consistent to what a lot of nft drops are now that's right yep and then we have a few other things. We have a whole team now, studio working. We have full-time writer. We have another artist on board. We're working on a couple, another layer to the Bushido universe. Um, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but it's just called Bushido Legacy. And I'm not going to discuss any more about it, but it's really <laughs> exciting what we're doing. Nobody's done it in the space. It's very high risk, high reward. And then we have a couple other projects. You know, I've loved this project. It's been amazing, but I have a lot of other ideas, right? So we want to eventually be able to move to those, so... A lot of stuff in the works. You know, I forgot to timestamp our conversation. This is happening on, you know, in in the early part of May 2022. So we'll... Oh, yeah, right. We'll yeah. see. Uh, we're excited to see how how your projects are going to grow. So my experience as a Bushido Ape holder was interesting because, especially on Discord, where just commun it's a forum, you know, people that don't even know each other are hanging out. But I was... I was really impressed by how friendly the community is because I think on a lot of discords, like people are talking about the price of the NFTs 
the price is up, it's great. The price is down, it's the end of the world. Or people are sometimes even being very negative. And Bushido Apes, like I remember the first time I came on, like five people said hello to me, like that I didn't even know. Just And we're just giving off a friendly vibe. So you're the mastermind behind this, but what was your idea, like, you know, of what you wanted to do with Discord and make it different? Yeah, you know, well, I never used Discord before I started this, but I did know this. I made it a little difficult for people to get in. So people that did figure it out really stuck around, right? They wanted to be there. And then we had a high standard. We operate off of the Bushido code in the Discord. So we had a zero tolerance for harassment or abuse. So we did kick out some people early on. And that set a tone very early where the the OG people, the samurai holders were kind of super respectful, but super friendly. So we have a very low tolerance for shenanigans. If you want to be in the community, you can hang out and be friendly and cool and respectful. And that's great. And you'll be part of that. And then the community themselves have just been amazing. And that's really had nothing to do with me. That's the community. You know, like, I think we have three artists now who've, before we started, weren't doing art and now are selling art on three different platforms and, and a photographer. And one of them's working with the project now, but he does his own stuff, you know, Space Ninja. And, you know, so that's the biggest thing for me. And I'm not in this for the money. That's, you know, I'm in this for building community, for having fun and being able to be, to tell stories, honestly. You know, this is something that I've always wanted to do. I love doing it. And that's my motivation. So hearing that community members, just like me, I never thought I'd be able to do art until I was, and then this happened. And now other people are getting to do that within our community is insane. It's the biggest compliment I could get. Like I'm ecstatic over it. So I don't know why the community is so cool. I just, I'm very grateful. You know, we had the dinner in New York and we're going to have another dinner in June. So, so everybody knows this is right before NFT NYC. It's in May right now. And then in June, we're going to be there and we're going to get together and see each other again. And yeah, you know, say, Hey, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's awesome how it's cultivating artists and encouraging people. I've also just, I guess can remember two or three times where I had just intense belly laughs from some of the crap that yeah. people were saying on that yeah. board. It was some very talented meme writers in the mix. Oh, yeah. Let's see. So I think last question before we get to the shorter, the shorter questions, the quicker ones would be, I hear that you are, you know, one of your end goals is to manage an NFT studio. I guess like, you know, what are your plans for a studio? And then I'm just curious what your day-to-day is as well on the artist. Yeah, side. sure. Yeah. Um, I have a team. There's four of us now pretty much working on the project almost full-time. And, you know, we're all over the country. So my day starts with chatting with them. Most of the days we'll have some conversations. We have a weekly call. But it's mostly a lot of art, a lot of game testing. You know, so we have a lot of different wheel ideas. Uh, we have different game mode ideas that we're working on. So it's, I guess the simplest way to say it would be that there's a lot of research into game. I do a lot of research on board games. I, I watch the board game videos to learn game mechanics, burning mechanics for cards. It's such a good fit for NFTs, like a board game type mechanic, because you have an NFT that's like a card almost, you know, so you can burn it. And in Legacy, you can tear them up so we could change them. We could trade them. We could put layers on them. So it's right now I'm just doing tons of research into board games and social games, you know, like party games or global social games. We're working with different people trying to bring those to NFTs. So I don't have all the answers, but I see it in my head, a global community of non-fungible tabletop game 
aficionados playing different game modes, whether it's Bushido Royale or this global scavenger hunt where you're collecting NFTs or we're minting them as you collect them or something where you have a high stakes game where your combatants are being destroyed out of your wallet and there's only one winner. So that's what I want to do. I want to do that with the studio. I really want to push creativity and gamification without video games in the space. That's what I want to do. Yeah, and there's definitely a market for that real life gamification where we're just in person. We're not participating inside of a virtual world. I mean, I've just noticed from the Discord and the interactions with the wheel, like, you know, the price is yeah. right wheel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It, it definitely brings people together. It might not be for everybody, right? Because there is a little bit of a time commitment. But what I find is that the people that make the time make friends and find a community, you know? So it's it's filling a void for a lot of people. You know, I think um, one of the community members was talking about how he had been late. It was during COVID and he was laid off. And he's like, this is so awesome that I can come in here, play games on Friday with you guys for an hour. And then all week we goof around in here, you know? So that's the goal. Yeah, <laughs> games on the weekend, goof around all week. <laughs> that's definitely unique to um, to other communities. Like, because it's it's funny because I'm in e-commerce, and you know we hear this in Web three, and everyone uses community as a buzzword. Yeah, but community is like people having fun, you know, just enjoying themselves naturally, you know, and being themselves. So let's uh, wrap things up. So on this podcast, we uh, I can see from your Twitter that you're a big music fan. Is on Discord or Twitter? Do I see you putting that picture of your your turntable and the music yeah. you're listening to? It's back there. You can't see, but yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent. That's right. <laughs> you know, so a, a question we always we, we like to ask guests is, what's one of your favorite songs? And this is just a song that's good enough that you think everyone should just give it one listen because they might end up loving it. Sure. Yeah. Um. So, and I love this question. So thanks for asking it. It's awesome. It was hard for me to pick because I've gotten so many new good albums but right now i am absolutely um digging this is sturgill simpson okay and this album is called the sailor's guide to earth now he's a country musician but he's kind of the new country and he's very into metaphysics and this idea and you know and it's kind of the spiritual psychedelic country the songs are so good he's got this song in here called welcome to earth and it's about him like greeting a new you know, person coming to earth for the first time to have this experience. And, and he's also talking to his son. So this whole album's amazing, but I am going to say welcome to earth. Sturgill Simpson. Sturgill Simpson. Excellent. We'll definitely check that out. All right. <laughs> check so it out. so if, if people like what you're saying, want to hear more about Bushido's, Bushido Royale and Bushido Apes, how can they reach your community and you as an artist? Sure. Yeah. You can check our websites, BushidoApes.com or BushidoRoyale.com. The links to the discords are there. Depending on when you watch this, some of the discords might be locked or, or limited to access. So check the websites first. Uh, you can always email me at jessewilliams.art at gmail.com. And I'm an open book. I love talking to community members. So please let me know what's going on. If there's anything I can answer for you. Excellent. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Jesse. Great to yeah, have you. Thanks, Stephen. I appreciate it. So great to do this, man. I really, really appreciate it. And um, I'll see you in New York. Hi, this is Stephen. This episode is sponsored by Needle Movement. Needle Movement helps emerging e-commerce brands master their email and SMS strategies. We know all the ins and outs of Klaviyo and then some. And sure, it's about sales, but for me, it's different. 
I take a very hands-on approach with all my clients. I'm honestly very selective with the clients I pick because we don't have many slots open. And that's because Needle Movement is all about having clients that we can call friends in the end and making e-commerce fun. E-com is fun. You know the story. It's fun when you know you're going to hit all those monthly sales numbers. Recently, we had one client who broke their monthly sales marks for 15 months in a row. Contact us to learn more. You can go to our website or you can reach Needle Movement on LinkedIn and Twitter and we can discuss how you can make the most out of your e-commerce store. And last but not least, tune in for another new episode of the Needle Movement Podcast.